Welcome back, One Winning Pod, where we are going to recap the uh, Ravens' victory over the Jaguars, 23-7 on Sunday Night Football. And guys, before we get into it, we have a milestone to uh, to celebrate. It's our 250th episode of One Winning Pod. Congratulations, guys. Man. Some fake applause on the soundboard, maybe, if it exists. Yay! <laughs> Oh, yeah, we don't have it. Can you believe 250 episodes, guys? Man, it's it's incredible. I mean, gosh, and to, to think back what, what we were doing then and, and where it is now, um, man, what a journey it's been. It's been a lot of fun. Indeed, man. 250 episodes a lot. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, too, because like, we used to do uh, mega episodes where it was like pre- uh, recap and preview all in one episode that we split up. Um, so kind of juice the numbers a bit, <laughs> but, uh, Man. it's also just like what actually people want, right? You know, that's how, that's how they want to uh, get the, consume the content, so, consume the content. I hate saying those yeah. words, but here it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give the people what they want, you So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been fun, man. Uh, I, I definitely also appreciate like kind of the growth of the show with Peter's kind of alluding to. It's like definitely grown over time, had some really cool guests. I mean, shoot, we've had NFL players now on the show, which is like wild. Um, and just like some pretty cool people on and made some great relationships along the way. So it's always, uh, fun to reflect on, you know, how far far we've come, (laughs) you know, over the last several years. And, um, you know, next episode later in the week, you'll get one with, uh, Aaron, and we had him on back in 2019 when we first started the show talking about San Francisco. So it's like full circle, right? <laughs> We've had some guests on twice, like, but it's been four years in between, the name change, et cetera. So it's kind of cool. So them Ravens, they won. Love that. 23 to 7 against Jacksonville. And uh, how do we feel, man? How do you feel about this uh, win? Do we feel happy or are we just like, kind of like, well, that's good? <laughs> I mean, I can speak for myself. And then we can kind of speak to the to the fan base as a whole. But um, I feel great, man. You know, I has been a little surprised with I, it's felt like the past two weeks have kind of gotten a kind of tepid response from you know I wouldn't say everyone that I've, I've you know talked with in the fan base, but overall, you know, we talked about this uh, this gauntlet of these five games coming out of the bye week. Um, like you you, you won the first two, and honestly, like. You can't. You, the Ravens really couldn't afford to drop either of these one two. I know one of them was against an NFC opponent, but I mean, the overall record matters as well. And the next two games are certainly going to be harder to win than uh, these first two were. Um, San Francisco obviously might be the best team in the league right now, and Miami, Tyreek Hill or no Tyreek Hill, that offense has a lot of speed. So, I mean, look. Is maybe Jacksonville not quite as good as their record? You know, possibly they've got some injuries. Um, I, I think that Calvin Ridley's there's some cracks starting to show in in you know his skill set coming back from his his time off. Past defense is certainly suspect, but I mean, come on, man, this team I still think is better uh, than what they were last year, and we lost the game last year. So I think you got to look at it as as a positive. Personally, I'm pretty excited about this win. I, th- I think that this team is really rounding into form. Yeah, uh, they won decisively in Jacksonville. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, I know, yeah, Peter, you love to bring it up as a history of the Ravens-Jacksonville <laughs> matchups, but they generally suck against Jacksonville. <laughs> it's not just it's not just uh, years when the Ravens aren't good. They could be great, and they could just lose in Jacksonville. And uh, yeah, I mean, to come out of it 23-7, like, 
that's a pretty decisive win. Um, honestly, really wasn't ever much in doubt. Um, you know, beyond like the first quarter, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think from that perspective, it's great. I mean, I think the the worst news, um, obviously, is the Keaton Mitchell injury. Um, you know, I think we got confirmation today. It's a serious knee injury. Injury. Um, I think almost everybody looking at it was, thought it was, or was hoping that it was not, but um, it was. So um, that's honestly, I think, the biggest thing. Um, for talking about the recap, I mean, he was looking really explosive before the injury, and uh, you know, after. Um, you know, things are going to change. So, um, you know, we don't want to talk all, about all of that right now. We can certainly talk about it more in the uh, 49ers episode and kind of going on. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the dark cloud, I think, over this game is, uh, you know, there's a lot of promise there, obviously. And he was a really, really good player. And, you know, to have him gone, another running back for the year, um, that's, then, you know, it sucks. Definitely dampens the mood. Uh, Ravens clinched the postseason. And I think, we all assumed that was going to happen anyway, so it wasn't, uh, you know, particularly thrilling. And also, I think we all have bigger goals. You know, one seed, AFC Championship game in Baltimore, maybe uh, Super Bowl. You know, these are all would be wonderful things. Like I remember, I think I said on Ken's show that because uh, I think I did, yeah, I did, I did Lamar Jackson, so I was like, "Was Lamar Jackson like great year? You know, one the good and great year." And I said, "A great year would be that he brings AFC Championship football to Baltimore, right?" suggest a one seed it would suggest um a really good year obviously and like something that the ravens have literally never had and under understanding the fact that like <laughs> you get the AFC championship game you're playing really good teams you might lose you know whatever like but it'll still be a very successful season and i think we're on pace for that now and it's just like oh i want it i want it so bad <laughs> so um that's you know the north star and and clearly i think the ravens feel very similar where like their north stars you know obviously winning at all or just like you know some sort of uh, you know, bigger success than just like individual games or individual accolades. And, um, you know, <laughs> coach Arball has wants to hear nothing about this MVP race discussion for the 49ers <laughs> game. And, you know, doesn't want to discuss MVP, MVP, this or that. Uh, and I, I love it. I love that Lamar, like apparently didn't know that we clinched playoffs. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're just on to the next game. I love that mentality. And it's one thing I didn't really appreciate in the 2019 season. You know, we had all the, the big trust, woo woo, you know, just like it was so jovial, you know, and this year is like, everyone's just so, and we all got wrapped up in it. We all enjoyed like that ride, but now it's like, this is like very business. Like these guys are like, you know, bringing their suitcases and they're like, or their briefcases rather, you know, to the boardroom and they're just trying to get these wins and cut deals, you know, and get out of there or whatever. And, and I love it. Like, uh, so it's a very professional outfit. Not to say they weren't professional before, but like, there's like one clear goal. Yeah, you know, they're not having fun yet, <laughs> which I think is great for this. You know, for this team. I mean, you look at 2019. We're not in the locker room, obviously, but you know, the, you looked at what happened. You kind of felt like maybe the team, you know, let their guard down a bit and thought that they were actually that good, right? And you know injuries, the Titans, whatever one you blame really for that loss, you know, some of that might've been true. Um, 2020, I think they came in with the right mentality. They just, you know, went into a bad weather game in Buffalo where the bills just made one less mistake and they won the game. Right. And then the last two years, you know, we probably would have gotten into the playoffs really easily, but it had not been for injury. So I, I do think, you know, you look back at it and I agree with everything you're saying, like, you know, the Ravens right now at this point, making the postseason not that big a deal. But I think we do have to step back and kind of look at what 
this franchise has come back to. Because obviously the first part of Harbaugh's tenure here in Baltimore, 2008 through 2012, you know, making the playoffs was an expectation. Then it hosts the Super Bowl 2013 to 2018. I mean, obviously there were several seasons there without playoffs. And in the years that they did make the playoffs, it was um, getting in on the last week of the season. You know, we needed uh, in 2014, we needed, I forget who to, to lose and they did. And then we, we came back against Cleveland in a game that was tight. Obviously, then there was a game in 2018 against Cleveland where we needed that C.J. Mosley interception to send us to the postseason. So, you know, I this is just my perception, and maybe I'm off. It feels like there's not as much excitement over this as there has been in years past. But I think, you know, we got to look back and just be like, hey, look, we've rebuilt the franchise in Harbaugh's tenure. We've gotten them back to that prime position where playoffs are expected. And I think that's something as a fan base that we should celebrate. And I think it's going overlooked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, certainly tricky. Um, you know, I mean, I think the the number one thing is honestly it's just the um the lack of success. Um it, it's it's almost like, you know, hey, we've made it the last couple of years, but not much happens. <laughs> you know, it's not that it's not like the original um, you know, 2008 to 2012 where it's like, you know, hey, we're guaranteed to win at least one game pretty much. Um sometimes two, sometimes three. Um you know, sometimes winning at all. So yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different, I think, from that perspective. But, but hey, I mean, yeah, it's it's especially good this year. I mean, you know, just looking at the AFC as a whole, it's a very strong conference. And you know, even a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of looking at it and we're like, oh yeah, there are a lot of teams right now vying for these spots. Um, they've been able to pull away a little bit, and uh, you know, especially with the game over the Jags. Um, you know, if they had lost this game, the Jags still would have been uh, within a game of them, but. You know, certainly it makes that margin of error much, much smaller because of head-to-head tiebreakers and things like that. So, um, being able to pull away with uh, you know three games to go is definitely a good position to be in. If we're talking, if we're talking seeding, but uh, but anyway, let's let, let's let's get in let's get into the game. Let's go back here. So, um, you know, one guy we did you know mention a little bit earlier, uh, Lamar Jackson. I do think you know this was one of his uh, great games. Uh, this game, not so much, I think, from a statistical perspective, but just, man, what are the plays that he brings that he allows the offense to to complete because you have him on the field? I think, you know, the the perfect play, I think, to kind of bring up everyone's talking about it is that that's that, uh, I don't want to call it hospital pass, but the, the checkup to, to likely downfield uh, um, hospital ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, how do you like how do you be able to extend the play that long? Avoid the sack, spin out of that, step back, continue, throw it all the way across the field into double coverage. Likely comes down with it. I mean, do you guys do you guys remember that meme from like I don't know? It was like the Ravens uh, subreddit for a while. It was like Joe Flacco like looking down the field to try and find somebody, where he's just like looking and there's like one guy's open. He's like, nah, I don't see him. He's like, another guy's open. He's like, nah, I don't see that. And then like he's like, uh, and he just throws it. And then I think it was like Bolden or something like defensive pass like, That's the meat. Like. <laughs> That was yeah, yeah, or that. It was like that. I mean, that's what this was, man. It was just like vintage. It was like, oh my god, like I cannot believe it. That's crazy. But I mean, just obviously, you know, joking aside, you had in the the athleticism to be able to do that is just incredible. I mean, there's just not many, not many people like him. Lamar definitely did a thing where uh, in prime time he reminded everybody that he's special, and everyone got the opportunity to see 
why he's such a fun and dynamic player. Uh, I love the fact they were showing his time in the pocket where he was getting eight, nine seconds in the pocket, just ridiculous amounts of time in the pocket. And also they discussed the maturity of Lamar Jackson, something we've discussed too, that he's willing to like stay in the pocket longer to try to find that play. And, uh, and yeah, we saw some nice um, route running by Bateman on those plays to get open and get the catch on a couple of them. And um, also saw an unfortunate pick, <laughs> but uh you know, it's one of those things where I definitely think Lamar had a wonderful game. Uh, definitely was doing well uh, with his legs as well. Some really good running. Really uh, thoughtful, I thought, running too. You could definitely tell there's a couple times he like put the jets on a little bit. And other times, you know, he uh, you know, kind of smoothly navigated away from harm's way. And I just, uh, I really appreciated that. I think Lamar was like really on his A game um, for the most part and had a good game. I mean, he looks confident and comfortable in the offense right now um and you know that that pass play the likely we're talking about that was that was after the pick you know and and that's what you really want to see because you're gonna make interceptions as a quarterback and i felt i don't have the statistics to back it up but it felt to me that in back in the roman offense after lamar threw a pick it felt like the play calling would get even more conservative after that right we wouldn't necessarily you know, Greg Roman wouldn't necessarily have Lamar go back out and, you know, and start, start chucking it again, unless the game, you know, the game scheme dictated that. Right. Um, he was incredibly patient this game. Um, let a lot of things develop and you know, that that's great to see because that's a, a spot where we can have a huge advantage as an offense. Cause obviously you've got Lamar with his legs back there and you have a lot of guys who can do stuff after the catch, obviously Bateman. We saw that in this game. Zay can do that. Beckham uh, likely certainly can do that. Um, get justice Hill in, in there. He has the opportunity to as well. Gus Edwards is even catching balls on these plays, you know? So when you're looking at this offense and you need to continue to find ways to keep defenses off balance when you don't have J.K. Dobbins, you don't have Mark Andrews, now you don't have Keaton Mitchell, you know, adding that uh, patience with Lamar and not just, okay, when the play breaks down, just go off and run. You know, I think he was starting to, to you know, be more patient in, in years past, but this game it was really on display quite a bit, and uh, hopefully that's the direction that he's, he's trending towards because that's probably him at, at his most dangerous. Yeah, I mean, certainly, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, putting putting some good games together, um, you know, especially with, uh, you know, the competition just getting harder and harder. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, while the, while I'm sure that, you know, there are a lot of plays to have back, like the interception, that was one, um, you know, obviously, I think I was just kind of a poor decision. That was one where, um, you know, you know, that was almost where it was almost like um, Lamar should have kind of taken a few yards, just to be able to get the first down, but he wanted to you know, be patient and he wanted to be able to try and make a bigger play and ended up just not seeing, not seeing uh, the defender behind him. Uh, and, you know, defender ended up making a good play, getting that interception. But, you know, I think all that said, I think it was, you know, it was the right, it's the right mindset, right? And the ability for him to kind of just shake it off and be like, okay, cool. You know, I, I'm going to ignore that play. I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm just going to keep playing my game. And, uh, you know, he ended up finishing strong. So, um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll serve him well, especially going into these next two games. Um, you know, against the Niners in Miami. Um, we were kind of the top of the each conference. So, but uh, offensive line, I think another one we have to talk about. Um, 
you know, obviously um, being able to block a good bit, um, you know, Lamar is, is, is part of that equation. I think, I do think the offensive line has been blocking somewhat better than usual. However, I think tackles uh, is definitely something we have to talk about. Uh, the tackle rotation is continuing. So Stanley was out for a little bit. McCary was in subbing in. Uh, Moses was out for a little bit. The was in, uh, and then Cleveland, I believe was in, um, Actually, well, no, no, he wasn't in. He was for like a tight end, tackle, though. but he was kind of like tight end uh, in for a couple yeah. of plays. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, obviously, I think the interior is doing good. Um, tackles still a concern. Um, you know, even that play that you know that we were talking about earlier that Lamar extended. I mean, that, that was pressure um, giving up on Moses um, twice, <laughs> the same guy twice. So, um, you know, I, honestly, for me, uh, that's kind of the biggest question mark moving forward, especially as we get to these teams that have really good edge rushers. Um, just, you know, is Lamar, you know, going to be able to do enough to escape, uh, to find the open man uh, with all this pressure in his face? I knew that Falele came in. I didn't realize he played basically half the game, um, which is good. You know, he he held up pretty well, I think. <laughs> and... um I know that you know they they used more of the rotation than last week for Stanley as well, uh, bringing in him and carry. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how this goes. I think it's not the worst plan going forward, but uh, I really just do hope we see the fruits of it with Stanley and Moses getting healthier and being more productive, and maybe eventually you know weaning them off uh, of the program, so to speak. So I don't know. It. That, what do you guys think about that? That would be my my question back to you all is. If this is successful, do you see them actually weaning back or just this is going to be the normal going into the playoffs? I see no reason why it can't be the normal going into the playoffs as long as it's not, you know, messing with offensive continuity. Um, honestly, I think it, it's, it seems to be the smart move. Um, is it something that I, I, an approach that I thought they'd take? No, I can't say that that's where I thought they would be going, but, you know, we practically every position group in the you know on the field goes through rotations in t- in today's offenses you know you don't have running backs you're getting 100% of the carries uh, you don't have defensive liner out there the whole time you know why why shouldn't the um offensive lineman shuffle as well if that's something that your team can take advantage of um Falele, I know in the past has been a guy who has struggled at times. Um, but I think you look at it and you're saying, you know, he played most of the game and you didn't notice in the past when Falele in there, you, you, you notice, you know, you're <laughs> not looking for him. So, you know, that's not the, you know, super high tech, you know, analysis there, but I think it, it's, you're, you're trying something out here and you have the cushion. You made the playoffs can try some things right and you know the odds are stanley and moses are not going to hold up for the entirety of a postseason run playing all the snaps in a game so try this and just see what's the most we can get out of them yeah i mean it's fine um you know obviously it's not really a position where you can uh pull in packages um and say, hey, I'm only going to bring you in on run plays or only you on pass plays. One, I mean, that'd be a terrible idea. Um, just from a, uh, you know, being able to to 
the defense to key in on you. But, uh, you know, it, it just it, it really wouldn't work. You'd be subbing out way too often. Um, the continuity just wouldn't be there. So, um, you know, hey, I mean, as long as, you know, I, I think we can keep trying it. Um, you know, I it's one of those things, too. Like, I don't. I think maybe earlier in the season we talked about maybe there might be like a you know twenty twelve uh, playoff situation where you you know put in a piece and you know shuffle around some more and then like all of a sudden you have the golden combo and everything works. Um, I'm not sure if that's it uh, right now because I, I was just thinking about it. I was like, well, what if Moses went to the left side? Like, no, Moses is like having the same like obviously not as bad as Stanley. I think he is more reliable, but he has a you know a couple couple small injuries, little um, things, you know, hurting him. So that's not really the right move. And McCary's still good. Um, you know, I trust him, especially in short uh, spurts on the left side. So um, I think I think the answer is we'll just, we'll see. Um, right now we're fortunate enough, Lamar, he's got enough, um, he's got enough mobility. He's got a, you know, a knack for extending plays. I think really we just, you know, need to, you know, make sure that he has an outlet. Um, for being able to extend those plays. Um, obviously, I think in a lot of those, he's kind of looking for the kill shot. Um, but even having guys underneath just be able to get open, get a first down, like, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard for for guys to kind of get off their defenders and, and you know, find some space. I think, um, you know, I think in this game, I think they, they did a decent job overall, but I do say, I, I think Jacksonville did a pretty good job of being sticky on the back end. Um, and and trying to prevent some of those plays. I mean, obviously, you know, I think Lamar had tons of time uh, to be able to look for open guys downfield and, and still would end up holding the ball. So uh, I think that they were doing a good job on that side too. I'll add in that the offensive line was able to create some good holes for the running backs, I felt like. I think that's why the running game was able to get over 200 yards. Uh, kind of ho-hum, kind of quietly, uh, I thought. Um, and then also point out that Kohler sneak uh that's something we haven't been able to see before we've seen a couple mark andrews snaps but um this kind of felt a little unique in a way with the kohler package and uh it's good to know that you have it in your bag and definitely something to keep an eye on going forward yeah i I agree um with we were looking at the run game that was huge in this in this game um being able to do that in the second half uh there were holes. There were holes available, and man, is it such a shame that Keaton, um, that injury happened. He was on his way to um, maybe his second best game as a pro so far. I mean, that game against Seattle was just insane, even if that was mostly garbage time. But um, that that one run that he had, where he he just cut, he was it was all the way on the right side, and then he was able to just bring that play all the way back to get the first down, and then some. That speed, man, I, God, I hope that comes back um, after the surgery that he's going to have to get because that is something special. But, um, yeah, I mean, we saw a little bit more production from Gus. Um, th- there might be something going on with him. He's still, I, I think you look at this game, he had more volume, but I think that you know, was kind of the same that we've seen from him the past couple games, uh, you know, able to just kind of dive forward and break a couple tackles and then fall over. Um, Justice Hill had a couple runs, and obviously Lamar, gosh, he almost had 100 for the first time in, in, in some time. He hasn't had to rush that much uh, for some time. But, yeah, I mean, really, overall, you know, despite the fact that would have liked to see more from Gus, I think you got to take away this as a positive from the run game in, in this matchup. Well, I think we got to talk about the receivers a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, 
I, I think that you you look at this game and while Lamar had a great game, Lee and we got likely involved quite a bit. Um, I was really curious that how little we saw from from Zay. Now again, did it matter? No, because obviously the Ravens won handily, um, and the offense was you know doing just fine once they started getting rolling in the in the second half, um, and and towards the end of the first half as well. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at that going forward, and you know, it, it's interesting. Was if you look at that, and was that just a case of? the Jags took Zay away or was really a game plan just to not get him involved. Um, I'd imagine it was the, you know, the, the former because as much of a playmaker as he is, you know, I I feel like he's got to be a focal point of, you know, any offensive game plan that we have going forward. I mean, I'm not, you know, hurting that I lost in a dynasty league because of those guys, (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm over here being like, man, I needed like literally five points to win and they got me nothing. I was like, surely Zay and OBJ are going to put together five points. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. I, I, it's funny, too, because I had OBJ before he was a, a Raven. I, I got him, you know, when he was a free agent, thinking that he was going to sign somewhere. But anyways, yeah, like those, I played those guys, like, with confidence. Uh, Could have played and Joku and, and easily gone the dub. And I was just, like, dying, <laughs> you know, that I just didn't. Uh, I didn't play my flexes properly, but uh, yeah, I, I it's it is surprising to me that um, you know we said Lamar had a good day, but that those guys didn't produce that much. And honestly, Lamar, you know, fourteen for twenty five, uh, twenty four, not the greatest passing game uh, from that perspective. Um, so I would like to see those guys more involved in the offense, not even from like a fantasy perspective. Just like I, I kind of truly think. With the loss of Keen Mitchell, they got to find better ways to get explosives out of their pass catchers. Um, I'm not quite sure if the run game is going to be as there. I'm concerned about Gus Bus. I think Justice Hill is okay, but not as you know, obviously not as good as Keaton. Um, you know, so it, I think that's going to be one of the big things going forward. I think this Keaton loss is bigger than folks are maybe fully like digesting, and I, I think it's going to take some real introspection on offensive scheme going forward. Cause I think, I think things have really changed even though that we didn't have Keen for a while. Right. Like there was a part of the season where we didn't have him, but we did have Mark Andrews. Right. So, well, I mean, those things we're like, we're, we're losing pieces. Sure. And I agree with that. I, I think that, you know, you, you really don't want to keep losing playmakers. Cause you know, at, at, this is at, at this point, three outstanding playmakers that you've lost in this offense to date. But I do, you know, if you do look at Mitchell, and this isn't to take away anything that he, he did during his stretch because it was obviously incredible. I mean, you take him out of all those games. I still think the Ravens win those games. Like, I mean, he was don't get me, he was a critical part of the offense, but I don't think he was ever so big as to that. You know, his impact was deciding games. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, it, it might just be a situation now where just um, you know combined with you know the loss of mark andrews you've really you know you've you've lost i guess you've lost a significant ability um from these players to be able to kind of like um you know generate the explosive plays not necessarily like scoring plays but just like explosive plays um to be able to significantly move so you don't have to you know put together these really long drives to be able to move down the field um 
you know, akin to like, you know, all the short passing game, for example, like I got, you know, we could do that, but I mean, that's where drives end up stalling out is if you don't, you know, you string together three or, you know, five of them, but then you fail on the sixth or seventh. It's like, well, okay, you needed like, you know, 12 to get down the field. Right? <laughs> you, so you fail halfway through. So, I mean, I, I, I do agree. Like it is definitely concerning there. I mean, right now, I mean, think about, think about some of the big uh, chunk plays, explosive plays that we've had in the last couple of weeks. Like likely has had a couple of those. Um, you know, obviously the one, you know, pass we just talked about at this one. I mean, that was great. Just kind of, you know, chuck it up, um, you know, likely ended up coming down with it. I think Lamar actually has to have some more of those, right? I think he needs to be able to put balls in position uh, for his guys to be able to go up and get it. Uh, it's one of the weaknesses we kind of talked about for him. It's like he he wants to see guys open before he throws it, right? When you don't have guys... Um, you know, we don't have as many guys who can kind of generate those explosive plays, uh, particularly after the catch or, you know, in Keaton's case for rushing, you got to just be able to put up the ball uh, for you guys to be able to go and get it. And then at that point, like they may not get yak, but they'll get the ball, you know, they'll you know generate a significant chunk play. So doing more of that, I think is going to be super helpful. And I think, you know, Alec, maybe to your point, maybe you might agree with this, but I, I feel like what, what might be harder to come by now is like the likely scheming open down the sideline with nobody around him for 20 yards because they were focusing on, you know, Mitchell, for example, on that play, right. You might have less of that, um, you know, type of, uh, you know, broken play uh, without uh, your explosive playmakers on the field, because now the defense can, you know, more easily spread out, not focus on a singular guy. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the biggest takeaway almost from this game is like how, what, what will the next stage of this offense look like? And it's not against an easy opponent with the 49ers with their, uh, I think they're fourth ranked defense in the league or maybe no, maybe they're, yeah, I think they're fourth, fourth ranked defense. So very good, very good defense. <laughs> lots of, uh, lots of playmakers. So speaking of defense, let's talk about the number one defense in our hearts. Number two in Devoa, uh, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens defense who, uh, you know, leading the charge with Matt Abike, got another sack could have had two if it wasn't for the intentional grounding and, you know, continued his streak and apparently is going for 15 sacks this season, which uh, he could do. He's on pace. Yeah, he could. Um, another week, another sack for him. Uh, just a monster. Um, it, I, it was really cool that he got uh, the spotlight there at the end of the game. Um, you know, they had him and Lamar got to do the ESPN interview. Uh, as you know, like we talked about earlier with Hamilton, talking about those Pro Bowl votes, uh, popularity contest, uh, you know, Maybe, you know, the fact that he's putting up all those sacks could help him, but obviously being a new younger guy, he's going to need all the help he can get to get his name out there to the national voting, uh, you know, voters out there. But I mean, just, it's a cool, cool uh, moment for him. You know, uh, he got to go out there, show a little bit of, of personality, um, uh, had a fun interaction there with, with Lamar. I thought that was pretty funny there. You know, Lamar's telling him that he, that he owed him money for all those sacks, but uh, man, it's just been a great season watching this guy. It's been great to see him consistently pressure the quarterback. Hamilton consistently pressure the quarterback. Um, and I guess we'll talk about Hamilton next. Uh, a warrior. A warrior. That's what several players, several vets on the Ravens uh, defense said of Hamilton. You know, we talked in the preview. Questionable. Was this guy going to be able to play? Um, he played. I, I don't know if he finished the game. Um I think at one point he did go out. I don't know if he returned, but while he was in there, I mean, certainly made an impact on on several plays, uh, m- causing chaos at the line of scrimmage and and some errant throws from Trevor Lawrence. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, continues to look really great. Um, you know, I think uh, I think a lot of guys in the secondary, I think, played pretty well. Um, Marlon, I think, bounced back in a big way. I mean, I think he only had, um, I feel like that one pass to, uh, to Zay, uh, Zay Jones, uh, was really, I feel like, the only negative play. But I feel like he was in a lot more positive plays this week. So it's, it's good to see him, you know, continuing to gain his strength back. Um, Stevens as well, I thought, looked pretty good. Um, they tried to pick on him a little bit. And uh, for the most part, for the most part, he held up pretty well. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see, especially, you know, one of the concerns, I think, from this week and the week before is that, you know, while, you know, Matt is still getting his sacks, um, you know, it feels like the uh, defensive line is kind of slowed down a little bit, um, allowing a little bit more completions, things like that. So it's good to see even, you know, with the back end, like, hey, we're still limiting plays. And even if the quarterbacks are able to make the plays, you know, they're not generally very explosive. So, you know, ending up with the Jags only getting seven points, you know, I think overall, you know, yes, there were some criticisms for the defense, but I think overall they did they did their job well. I definitely agree with the uh, Marlon Humphrey observation. He played much, much better in this game, and that was great because, um, you know, you have other secondary problems that we're worried about. We're worried about Hamilton. He was in and out of the game, played excellent when he was in there, just such a X factor. But then Marcus Williams exited the game. Apparently he's listed as day-to-day, so we'll see what that means. Uh, gets a little bit extra rest playing on Monday night, so one can hope, but it's a groin injury, and those kind of linger and are, are, are tricky. So we'll see about that. Um, it brings me concern about how they're going to deploy this defense going forward because um, I really do feel like Hamilton needs to be in the box. That's where he's best, and uh, it might be valuable to figure out another safety option. And, you know, Stevens is playing so well. I'm almost willing, though, to move Stevens to safety bring in Darby as another outside corner and then have um, Hamilton in the box, uh, you know, playing the nickel position. So definitely it's a lot to do <laughs> considering, you know, how well Stevens is playing and almost kind of uh, mean to him, but he's a team player and I feel like he might you know, be down for it, but we'll see. Hopefully uh, the Williams injury is not a big deal and he's able to come back and play a, at a high level. It's just been such rotten luck with Williams, right? I mean, he was not, he was a, a guy who, had hardly missed any time during his time in, in New Orleans. He comes over to the AFC North and man, frustration. But um yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough, right? It's a tough thing. The Ravens obviously had to figure it out earlier this season. And the the rotation that they came up with worked pretty well. And now they're at least gonna have to to think about it in the short term, like you're saying, hopefully. It's not something they have to uh you know deploy and Williams can go out there and just be himself. But yeah, I mean, keeping Stevens at corner, I would really hope we'd be able to do that. Um, Darby's been really good as well, but uh, just the, the physicality that Stevens has, has shown this year. I mean, the, the Jags wanted to attack him. I think they were trying to draw penalties. I know they had some success against him last year, but I think they quickly found out that it's going to be, it was going to be tougher this year. And yes, he did give away that, that big pass play down the edge, which nearly would have been, um, you know, uh, g- given up points for the Jags had not been for that awful clock management they had at the end there. But we'll just have to see. Um, trial by fire right away. You get San Francisco, right? So you have to figure it out on the fly and quick. But, I mean, what better way to, to figure it out than have a test against, you know, one of the top, if not the top offense in the league this year? I was going to say one bright spot. Um 
linebackers um, and run defense as a whole, I think, ended up doing their jobs. I mean, one of the things we kind of talked about going into the Jags preview is that they were struggling a little bit to uh, establish the establish a run game and that mostly continued i mean the leading rusher for the jags trevor lawrence um not what you would normally expect um travis Etienne, just over three yards of carry um and the you know other running backs under three as well so um you know they continue to kind of shut that down i mean that was good it was good to see etn you know while you know struggling a little bit with the offensive line i think he's still a very very explosive player obviously you know ended up getting involved um heavily in the passing game as well so i think that was good to see um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> it's funny the the Niners are going to be a whole, um, a whole nother level. I think of tests, um, you know, their offensive line is, is definitely better. Um, McCaffrey is, is just, you know, definitely better. Um, but a similar type of player, I think to, to ETN just, um, you know, far more explosive on a far more explosive team. So I think it's encouraging going into next week. Jaguars are missing a couple players. I feel like they would have been a bigger threat if they were fully healthy, obviously. And um, we just got like a more watered down version. I, I don't want to take too many victory laps from this win. Um, I'm not saying that they weren't already like a good team still. It's just that um, I think the team that was competing for, uh, you know, the first seed at one point in the season, it, it's not the same team at this point. And you know, best of luck to them going forward. <laughs> but uh, just not, yeah, I just, I, I, I do feel like we got a little bit of, a little bit of a letdown game almost from them. I was looking forward to a little bit, you know, more competition, so to speak, but they're definitely uh, struggling from those injuries. I push back on that, actually. You know, I mean, we weren't at full strength either. As, like I said, you know, we didn't have Mark Andrews. We didn't have J.K. Dobbins. The Jaguars, you know, while past defense the past two weeks has really been exposed, and I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of who they – have been all year really it's, I think it was their offense and their their pass rush that was um allowing them to have a step up earlier you know they they were in in those games against Cleveland they should have beaten Cincinnati had Trevor Lawrence not gotten hurt they would have I, I believe they would have won that game um Lawrence was was really getting that offense into a groove if you watched that game and then just that injury happened and I think they they just didn't have enough there with I, I forget was it Bethard was their quarterback you know, I, yeah. I, I, you know, next man up is a part of the game, and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to pick on, on your response there, but I mean, I guess I've just been kind of getting a little annoyed by a lot of commentary that feels like there's been around this team where it feels like every time we do have a win against a team that is beat up this year, you know, we kind of bring that to the table and say like, Oh, they won, but we can't get too excited about it because they were beat up. I mean, at some point we got to acknowledge that the fact that the Ravens this season have done the best maybe ever that they've done in franchise history in, um, in replacing star players who have been hurt or, you know, continuing to, to play through, um, when you have star players who, who aren't playing up to their potential due to injury, like Ronnie Stanley, you know, at left tackle. Um, it's, it's just something that's been interesting to me. It's, it's like, you know, the past two seasons, we've really killed ourselves with the injuries that we've had. And we've suffered so many injuries this season and we've been dominant. And I, I, I don't think that local media um, is giving the Ravens enough credit for it. And it's, it's something that's uh that's been pretty interesting in my opinion. 
I mean, it's definitely definitely been a lot better than uh, you know last two years. I mean, obviously, I think having a healthy quarterback is the biggest thing. Um, you know, especially long term. I mean, we found out twenty twenty one. You know, we could win some games with Snoop. Um, even in you know, even in twenty twenty two, I guess there there's some games in there. It's like okay, yeah, we could we could kind of uh, hold the ship with it, but we just we had um, too many position groups in addition to the quarterback that were just so difficult to replace. And yeah, I mean. It's been a little better, certainly. Um, tackle, safety, corner, um, running back, tight end. I guess receiver is probably the only healthy group we have right now. Um, <laughs> actually, that's not true. If Duvernay, Duvernay is out, but anyway, yeah. Point stands. I think it's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, of course, Lamar. If Lamar was, I don't even want to say it because of what's happened the previous two seasons. But you know what I mean. We know what I'm getting at there. <laughs> so, of course, we got Lamar, and he's fixing a lot of things. But, I mean, I think you even got to look at uh, 2021. You had major injuries. You know, running backs were hurt. We've got hurt running backs this year. Uh, you still had Mark Andrews back then. Um, you had injuries in the secondary. We've had injuries in the secondary this year. And even though we were winning in 2021, you, you look at that team and – in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure the metrics back it up as well, you know, the, this 2023 team, I think, is is in better shape and, and is a better unit than what you had, what you're patching together in, in 2021. So, I mean, it's it's not a big deal. And obviously, it doesn't really mean anything if we the Ravens still get, make it to the playoffs and don't advance. I just think that that's, that's um, been a, a storyline that I feel like hasn't gotten as much attention as it really deserves because it's kind of being covered up by the fact like, oh, well, you know, Lamar's here. Lamar's covering up, you know, any problems that we have. Where actually, you know, in 2021, we had Lamar there and he, he wasn't able to cover up everything. So, yeah. Do we want to talk about special teams or? Yes. Um, Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, the wins, I mean, the, the you know, the wins that game were crazy. They um, were. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the, the Jags, McManus had two missed field goals. Um, Did anyone get their nuggets? <laughs> I didn't get any nuggets. I got my minus fantasy points nuggets. from it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, you know, I you know, I don't know how serious we were about it. You know, not saying Tucker was the greatest of all time. But we were saying there may be cracks, but like, you know, it's, I think it's a good bounce back game for him. Man, he just ended up making all of his kicks in the the crazy wins, and uh, you know, I. I didn't think any of them were, were uh, you know, ever in doubt either. Um, you know, I think there was one situation where they could have decided to kick a long one and they decided to get the delay of game penalty and back it up yeah. a little bit and then punt. Um, you know, maybe that might have been a situation uh, to have Tucker go for it a couple of years ago. But honestly, I think it was probably weather related primarily. Um, you know, I just think in those conditions, it really didn't make much sense. But otherwise, man, I mean, it's perfect. Like, I think it's a great bounce back game for him. Yeah, tremendous. I uh, definitely agree that the conditions weren't great. I don't think there was any uh, uh, ever a consideration he wasn't the greatest of all time. Just uh, where, where is he at? Yeah, just right, the, right now. Right now. That's what I was. I mean, that, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Well, but, I feel uh, like he's definitely yeah. uh, since that narratives yeah, come out, we you know we need to push back <laughs> what we can. Well, at the same time, you know, I, I think the discussion of the fifty plus field, the fifty five plus yard field goals, is legitimate. Like you said. They didn't even attempt it this game. You know, who knows if he would have made it or not, but still, you know. Jordan Stout, <laughs> phenomenal punting. He, uh, the, he's really seemed to master the directional kicking. Confidently can get the ball uh, right around the 10-yard line 
which I think is uh, huge. You know, don't have to be too greedy and, and, and dance with the devil around the five. You give that the 10, they have to go 90 yards. I think that's a great field position swing. So um, he's been really doing well with that. And uh, I think, you know, it's an underappreciated weapon. Uh, it really helps boost the defensive performance. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, he just looks so much more confident back there this year than, than last. I mean, you know, there, there were certainly some games last year where, you know, I don't want to say cost us the game, but certainly, you know, the field position battle could have been better, particularly in those games with Snoop. Um, he also had some great games last year that gave us, you know, hope that he could be a really solid contributor going forward. And this year he continues to make big punts. Um, those punts inside the 20 were really great. And I mean, you know, we're talking about wins with field goals. You got to deal with that for punting as well. So uh, excellent effort from Stout, who's had, you know, a, a really good, really good uh, sophomore campaign this year. Yeah, those were definitely helpful, particularly later in the game. Um, you know, Jamal uh, Agnew, uh, Jags punt and kick returner, uh, super explosive guy. Um, had a couple couple rough, uh, you know, plays from him. Um, coverage kind of broke down a little bit and just kind of had him get more yards than anticipated. And, uh, you know, I feel like those directional punts, Ali, correct back to your point, like, you know, it was great at the end of the game, just having him end up kicking it out of bounds, not even giving him an attempt to be able to return it because, yeah, I think that guy could have definitely had opened the game up a little bit more if he had had the, the right opportunity from us. Want to wrap up with some MVPs? Let's do it. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I'll give mine to uh, Isaiah Likely, uh, both for uh, both for that catch, uh, the Lamar play that we talked about, but um, you know, I'll, I'll, but also, man, I mean, leading receiver this game, uh, continuing to play really well in uh, Andrews' absence. Um, you know, I think he had uh, the other play that I think I remember um, he ended up. I don't know if he made that first down or ended up getting really close to it, but he had that one play where he kind of had his defender on his ankles, but then made a move to make another guy miss. I was like, wow, this crazy amount of athleticism to be able to do that. Um, yeah, continuing to play really well. So good job. I'm going to give mine to Marlon Humphrey. Bounce back game after he struggled uh, a bit against the Rams. You know, we said in the recap with that, you know, definitely never want to see that, but, you know, it was the first game coming back from injury. Uh, and it was in the rain. You know, let's be patient with him. One game certainly does not mean that, you know, he's fully back, but, you know, he made it t- life tough for Ridley and, you know, he looked pretty good out there. So Marlon Humphrey gets mine. I changed my mind at the last minute. I'm going to give it to Keenan Mitchell for uh, his explosive plays uh, and really leaving it all out on the field and uh, wish him a speedy recovery. And like you said, Peter, gosh, I really hope that speed comes back because it's special. It's one of those things that you see uh, every once in a while in the league. You know, everyone's super athletes in this league, but every once in a while you see guys that's just a little bit different. And he, he definitely is one of those guys and, um, you know, wish him the best. And uh, I can't wait to discuss it later on. <laughs> be an all season <laughs> show for sure. But like, how the heck do we handle this running back situation? It just got even murkier uh, going into the next season. No one uh, is on contract except for Hill. And <laughs> it's just everyone's going to be coming back from injury or whatever if they do want to keep some uh, familiar names around. So I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe Melvin Gordon has a renaissance. <laughs> hey. Oh, God. But anyways, guys, we have a great episode coming up uh, talking about the 49ers game. Uh, everybody's going to be watching Christmas night. Beautiful thing. And uh, make sure to check out that episode with Aaron. He's always a, a treat to talk to, full of uh, interesting stats, etc. So check that out. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, at OneWinningPod, YouTube, OneWinningPod, and email us, OneWinningPod, gmail.com, if you want to 
say something a little longer. We appreciate everybody for listening. Go Ravens. See you later in the week.